We are uh, continuing our series in, called Upside Down. It is a series on the Beatitude. We are in week six of this series. Uh, the Beatitudes, as we've discovered over the past few weeks, is a, is a part of a sermon that Jesus is giving where he's sharing with us the characteristics of a blessed life. He's sharing with us what, what, a, what, what a blessed life or what blessed living looks like. And so he's been breaking this down for us. And if you haven't been here in our previous messages, please go and listen online or on the podcast. But if you have your Bible, let's go to Matthew chapter 5, uh, begin at verse 3 today. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, just to catch us up to where we've been over the past few weeks, Matthew 5, verse 3, verse 3 says this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Verse 8 again says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Bible. Lord, I thank you for your word that is powerful, that is alive, that is active. Speak to us this morning. Let your words change and transform us today. Let us become more and more like the men and women you've created us to be. Father, we honor you and we love you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Verse 8 again says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now, let's, let's define the word pure. Let's define the word pure. I believe definitions are important because definitions kind of put us on the same, put us in the same field. It, it, definitions are, are important for us to make sure, we're, make sure we're all on the same page when it comes to the word pure. The word pure in its formal definition simply means not mixed with any other substance or material, Free of any contamination, unpolluted, clean, not mixed with any other substance or material, free of any contamination, unpolluted, clean. So what Jesus is saying here is that as a blessed person is one who has an unpolluted heart, one who has an uncontaminated heart, a clean heart. That's what Jesus is referring to when he says the word pure. Now, I want you to understand the impact of the words of Jesus in this verse. Because if you remember, Jesus is talking to a Jewish crowd. He's talking to a, a, a Jewish audience. And this particular Jewish crowd, for all their life, have been exposed to this standard of religion that says it is your outward appearance that determines if you're right with God. Like, it's, it's how you look on the, on the exterior. It's how you look to people that, that would identify you as someone being blessed by God, as someone being right with God. But here Jesus cuts right through the surface, goes straight to the heart and says, no, a blessed person is one that is pure in heart. A blessed person is one that has a clean heart. He shatters right through the surface. And he rivals anything that they've been taught or what they've thought they've known all these years. 
that it is about the appearance of a person. It is about the exterior of a person that, that, that determines if someone is right with God. Man, how things, it's crazy how things are still the same today, right? Like, because man is still all about appearance. We, if we can look the part, if we can say the right things, do the right things, then, then, and, and maybe we'll be perceived as somebody who's right with God. But what Jesus is saying here, he's saying, look, I, I, I'm, I'm not as concerned with what you're wearing as I am. I want to know if your heart is pure. I, I, I'm not concerned as much as the things that you're doing as I just want to know that your heart is unpolluted. I want to know that your heart is clean. But he was battling the culture of that day. Psalm chapter 24, verse Three says, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Verse four, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart. See, clean hands is, is the external purity. Clean hands, and if we can put it in our context today, it, it, it's modifying our behavior. If we can just do the right thing. See, I can do the clean hands part. See, I, I, I can modify my behavior. I may not be able to sustain it that long, but I can modify my, my behavior long enough to fool you to think that everything on the inside is good. I can clean up a little. I can do the right things. I can say the right things. And, 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 and I would lead you to believe that I'm right with God. But as we see in the text, it says clean hands and a pure heart. See, the clean hands is just not enough. The external cleanliness is not enough to see God. He's saying you need a pure heart also. You need a pure heart, a heart that needs to be dealt with. Now, it's important to understand that when I say the word heart, I'm not talking about your internal organ. I'm talking about who you are, like, like, like out of the heart flows everything. Jesus was saying, I'm talking about your inner man. I'm talking about that, 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 that central hub of your life. That needs to be pure. That needs to be clean. That needs to be unpolluted. Mark 7, 21, Jesus makes this statement. He says, for it is from within. Say within. For it is from within, out of a person's, say heart, heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, Murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. Saying it's the heart. It's from within. A blessed person is one who is pure at heart. A blessed person is one who is, has an unpolluted, a clean heart. So this morning, if I were to even go a step further and simplify the statement pure and hard, I, I would simplify it using one word, and I would use the word integrity. Say integrity. Integrity is simply who you are when nobody else is looking. Who you are when nobody else is looking. What you do in those places that nobody else can see. That's integrity. 
And so Jesus is talking about from within. How does it look from within? And Jesus was always addressing this to the people. He was always making a statement about the inner man, the inside. Forget the exterior. I'm about the internal. He even makes this statement, and I'm going to read a lot of scripture today because I don't want you to miss this. But in Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, uh, he says this, For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees. Now, if you remember what I said at the beginning, that there was this standard of religion that said that it was your outward appearance that determined if you were right with God. This is what these religious groups like the Pharisees taught. They said, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Verse 21, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. So now he's quoting the Ten Commandments. He's quoting something they're familiar with. Verse 22, but I tell you, that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. So saying, yeah, you, you know the Ten Commandments, right? It says, it says you shall not murder. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to take it a step further. If you even are angry with your brother, angry to, to the point that there's, there's this hate and, and, and hostility towards your brother, judgment will come upon you. What is he talking about? He's saying, forget the external. I'm talking about the internal. If you're even angry with your brother, you'll be subject to judgment. Now, let me ask you a question. How many people have you murdered in your lifetime without using a weapon? Let's be honest. Looking at a room of a bunch of murderers in here. You ever been angry with your brother? Right? Like, like yo, I, I've never killed anybody. Uh, I, I beg to differ. Because according to Jesus, if you're even angry with your brother, judgment will come upon you. But he doesn't stop there. He keeps on going. Verse 27, he said, you've also heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you, that anyone that looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Oh, now, now he's going even deeper. He's like, you, you, you know the law, right? Yet you know what it says. You shall not commit adultery. And many of you, have, you know, you're like, man, I, I'm good there. Woo! I'm glad you didn't touch that. Touch that, Jesus, man. I, I'm, I'm good. I was getting a little worried. He said, no, but I tell you, if you've even lusted after somebody else, You've already committed adultery within your heart. How many adulterers do we have in here? The fact that you could even commit adultery without even leaving your house. You could even commit adultery without leaving your computer screen. Jesus said, I'm, I'm coming for the heart. See, this, this external thing, you've, you, 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 you can modify it. You can, you can manage it for a while, but, but I'm, I'm here to tell you, uh, I'm here to address something that's even far more important than that. I'm, I'm here to address what, what people can't see. 
We're here to address the purity of heart. Now, there's a lot of reasons why I think integrity is important. But a couple I want to address today is, is about integrity and why, why I believe it's important for us to walk in integrity. Because integrity for us brings about what I like to call wholeness. Wholeness, W-H-O-L-E, whole, wholeness, a, a completeness, a completeness. Now, let me, let me break this down. So imagine your life is a pie, okay? And so if you're walking in integrity, you're, you're walking in wholeness, it means that there's no, there's no com- different compartments to your life. You are, you are who you are as a whole. But what we like to do is we like to compartmentalize our life. Like we have one piece of the pie is, is church life. Like we're all a part of this life right now, church life. That, that's one piece of my life. That's one piece of the pie. And then the next piece of the pie is, is home life, family life. So what's going to happen today for some of us is we're going to leave church life. We're going to turn that off and then turn on family life. And, and the person you were here this morning is going to be a completely different person at home. And then there's, then there's work life. So there's church life. I am who I am there. And then there's a family life, and I am who I am there. And then there's, there's work life. There's, there's, this is how I am with my coworkers. Looks completely different than church life. Why? Because we turn that off. We compartmentalize that. Like, we'll leave that for, for, for church life. We'll leave that for Sunday morning. But I'm at work now. And then there's entertainment life. Then there's the fun life. Then there's the life where we're, we're interacting with people, where we're out and about just doing our thing, loving life. That's, there's, there's that piece of the pie. And then there's this one little sliver over here. That's our secret life. This is, this is the, 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 the part of life that where all the secrets are. This is the part of life where maybe the secret addictions are. This is the part of life that you don't want anybody else to see. Because if they saw this piece of my life, they may look at me different. They may judge me. They may not like me anymore. And see, when you walk in integrity, you are walking in wholeness of life, meaning there is no compartments to your life. You are who you are no matter where you're at. So integrity brings about wholeness, and wholeness then leads to authenticity. Say authenticity. Authenticity simply means just a realness, meaning you, you get what you see. Hopefully the same Chris that you see on this platform is the same Chris I am at home. When I first started preaching, uh, a pastor friend of mine said, hey, man, you, you want to know if a preacher's legit, like really legit? I said, yeah, you, you want to know how, like if he's really telling the truth and practices what he preaches? I said, yeah. He says, watch his wife in the front row. He's just watch her. He goes, and if she looks like she's into the message, she's amen, and she's smiling, she's like, yeah, that, that's good. Then the chances are it, it might, he might be okay. He says, but if she's slouched, looking sideways, like, mm, this is not my husband. So what do I do now? I look at that wife on the front row. I do. I, I, ever since then, I've, I always do it. But the question remains, am I the same person you see at home? 
Like, am I really walking in authenticity? Am I, am I really walking in a, in a realness? Do I get to see the real you? Do I get to experience the real you? See, I'm, I'm under the belief, and, and if you're taking notes, you can just write Chris's belief, Chris's opinion. This is not a scripture. This is not anything. This is just what I feel. But I need, I need to make that distinction. But I'm under the belief, I truly believe this, that the reason why many of you are walking in insecurity today is because you're not walking in integrity. I really believe that. I believe that insecure people, there's a level in their life where they're not walking in integrity because we're insecure because we're, we're, we're hiding something. There, there's something about us that we, we, we just don't everybody want everybody to see. There's, there's something about us that we're, we're hiding. There's something about us that we're insecure about. Instead of walking in wholeness and authenticity, man, we, we, we cover the things that we don't want people to see, and we only reveal the things that we want people to see. We, we, we walk with what we call our best foot forward. It's like going on a job interview, right? Like you go on a job interview, you, 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 you wear a tie, you, you wear a coat, you, whatever it is, you, you, you go dressed up, you go nice, you haircut, everything trim. You go on a job interview, why? Because you want to make a good impression. But then they hire you and they're like, yo, that's not the same person that was in this office. It's like going on a first date. Put your best foot forward. I got to make a good impression. Some of you ladies, you know, when you're at a restaurant, you try not to order too much. You eat real light. Well, some of you ladies, you know. But you, I don't want to eat too much in front of him. You, you want to, no, no, that's okay, like, 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 right? It's, you, you want to make a good impression. The guy's super sweet, opening doors, pulling out chairs. Then you start dating. Then you start moving out the dating phase, and then you get married. And then your husband and your wife's like, this is not the person from the first date. Like, she ate light our first date. <laughs> now she got the prime rib. And she's eating off my plate. <laughs> right, like, like it's, just, it's just, I'm not talking from experience, y'all. I'm not talking from experience. I'm just saying. Like we put our best foot forward. Why? Because we want to reveal the best. And it's that way in church. Church is a notorious place. We're notorious for putting our best foot forward. We're notorious for only showing the things that we want people to see and hiding the things we pray to God nobody ever sees. That's not integrity. 
That's not wholeness. That is not authenticity. What you see is not necessarily what you get. And Jesus is calling us to move out of the exterior, to, to move out of the appearance. Like, 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 forget behavior modification. Deal with the heart. Because as I said, I can modify just enough to get you to believe me. I can do that myself. I can clean hands myself. The external I can deal with, but, but it's the purity of heart. That's what Jesus is addressing. That's what Jesus is coming for. And I'm here to tell you this morning, he's coming for your heart. Is your heart clean? Is your heart unpolluted? Is your heart uncontaminated? You sure look good. Thank you, John. We look good. We, we, we look like we have it figured out. We, we look like we've got it all together. We, we, we know the part. We know what the people want to see. We know what, what church folks want to see. And unfortunately, when we, when we do that and when we act like that, the people who are really hurting never get healed. They never receive healing. Why? Because to them, this was never a safe place. To them, this was never a safe place. To them, there was, there was never an opportunity for me to, to be open and reveal because nobody else is doing it. Nobody else is talking about they struggle with pornography, yet I struggle with pornography, and I'm going to hide that because, hey, man, if I bring that out, they're going to look at me crazy. But statistics tell a very revealing story. Alcohol addiction, drug addiction. I've known a few pastors in my time who've had these massive addictions. I know a pastor that for, led a great church, great church, thriving church, people that love Jesus, died of a cocaine overdose. He was hurting. He was covering. He wasn't whole. He wasn't authentic. And we see it all the time, pastors, leaders who, 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 who fall short, who, who, who don't receive their healing, who, don't, uh, who can't be real, who can't open up. Why? Because they don't feel like it's a safe place. It, it's sad if a pastor can't even feel like his church is a safe place. But that's, that's our reality. That's our reality. I, I can't be authentic with you because I think you're going to judge me. And Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are those who walk in integrity. Blessed are those who walk with an unpolluted, uncontaminated heart. Because, see, here's the thing. Once the heart is dealt with, then the exterior can change. 
Once the heart is clean, once the heart becomes pure, then, then the, the behavior modification starts to happen. But it happens from the inside out. So here lies a question tonight or this morning in closing. How do we get a pure heart? How do we get a pure heart? I know how to change my behavior. I know how to clean my hands. I know how to fix the exterior. I know how to doll this all up and make it look good and make it look like nothing's going wrong. But how do I get a pure heart? The first thing you need to recognize is this. You need to know that it's going to take a miracle. It's going to take a miracle to get your heart pure. It's going to take a miracle to get your heart clean. Why? Because it's only something God can do. You remember the first beatitude? Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Poor in spirit meaning what? Those who recognize their need for God. You recognize that, God, I need you to come do something that I know only you can do. And if you desire a pure heart this morning, you need to recognize it's going to take a miracle. This is only something God can do. This is only something God can clean. This is only something God can purify. How do I know it? Because he told me he would. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 says, I will give you a new heart. I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. I'll give you a new heart. I'll change your heart. I'll purify your heart. I'll make your heart clean. Not only that, but I put my spirit in you. Now I'm going to help you walk this out. Because if the inside is changed, the outside will change. And you don't have to do this in your own strength. You don't have to do this in your own ability. Why? Because I'm going to help you. But just know it's going to take a miracle. And guess what? God is really good at miracles. I'll give you a new heart. I'll make your heart clean. I'll get all the contamination out of your heart. I'll do it. I'll do it. Just come to the realization that you cannot do it yourself. Just come to the realization that you need him. That you need him. Well, I want a pure heart, and so I'm acknowledging that God is the only one that can purify and clean my heart. What else do I need to do to get a pure heart? And I know this sounds like a broken record, and it sounds like I'm repeating this every single week because I am. Man, you got to know God's word. I seriously think sometimes you think I'm playing with this. You got to know his word. You got to know what he says. You got to know what he's speaking to us. If you want to walk this life out, if you want to live this life successfully, you need to know what God's word says. The psalmist says in 119 verse 9, he says, How can a young person, or any person for that matter, stay on the path of purity? By living according to your what? 
word. How will we know what God says if we don't even read it? Like he's giving us the instruction. He's giving us the blueprint. He's saying, man, I've laid it all out for you. It's an open book test. And here we are trying to manage and walk through life, living it on our own and trying to figure it out. Oh, I keep struggling. Oh, man, I can't figure this out. And he's like, man, I've laid it all out for you. I've given you everything you need. I'll clean your heart. I'll purify you. I'll even show you how to live. But you got to know his word. You got to know what he says. You got to know it. You got to know it. But here's the beautiful thing. In this beatitude, it's his promise. Blessed are those who are pure in heart. Why? For they shall see God. That's the promise that he gave us. But you know what? The reality for all of us in this room today, pure or not pure, we will all see God one day. Every single person, every single person on the face of planet Earth will one day come face to face with God. And unfortunately for some, the only time they see God is on the day of judgment. And then that's it. But the promise for those who have a pure heart, the promise for those who have a clean, unpolluted, uncontaminated heart is that when we see God, we see him now, we get to experience his presence. And we, we can stand before him on the day of judgment. Knowing like, hey, man, that's my friend. I've been walking with him on this earth. I know him. I do. And not only that, but we get to see him for eternity. We get to be with him for eternity. Be in his presence for eternity. That's the promise of a pure heart. That's the promise of us walking in integrity is that we will see God, not just now, but forever. And my question to you this morning is this. When will you see God? Will you only see him on the day of judgment? Only to discover and find out that you may be eternally separated from him. Or would you like an opportunity to see him now? Would you like an opportunity to see his presence now? Because it can happen now. Today can be the day that you step and walk in his presence for the rest of your life and all eternity. 
Today can be the day for you. Today that can be the day that your heart becomes pure and clean. Today can be the day that God reaches in and fills you with the Spirit and says, today I'm giving you a new heart. You don't have to walk this life on your own. You don't have to do this all by yourself. I am there with you. Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they will see God. The promised blessing. Let's stand to our feet.